Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things health, wellness, self-care, and real talk. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, health coach, actor, and badass extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought with some serious real talk to help you find your passion, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome to episode 16 of the pod. 16. Such a good number. Y'all, 16 was the year I lost my virginity. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> if you're listening, you knew that already, though. Um, I, yeah, you know, it's real. When, I want to know when you did. I don't know why I started the pod that way, but it just felt right today. It just felt right, you guys. I'm in a weird mood, and I'm just really excited to share with you guys this episode because I feel like <laughs> Jessica is just as big as a goof as I am, and so you guys are super in for a treat. But before I tell you all about this amazing human, I'm so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by the Busy Babes Guide to Healthy Living ebook. A lot of you guys have been reaching out and asking about how to snag your copy. It's super, super easy, okay? It's super easy. All you got to do is go to amandacatherineloymywebsite.com slash shop slash busy babe, or you can just click in the link in your show notes and hop your copy. Um, I am so, so, so excited about this. You guys, it's like my heart and soul in a book. Um, for you guys. And if you are really struggling with your relationship with food or just having a vision for your life and understanding where you want to go, this is the book for you. It's all about learning how to show up every single day feeling like the energized, confident, and strong as fuck badass that you were put on this earth to be and all the tools that have helped me get to where I am today. So hop on over, check it out, snag your copy, and let me know your thoughts. And... uh, You guys are loving last week's episode with Holy Healed. If you have not gotten a chance to listen to episode 15, go back and make sure you do because it is all, all, all about hormonal health and really diving into the science and the sass attached to it. And today's shout out of the week goes to Rooted Moves on Instagram. Love you, girl. And she shouted out last week's episode and said, this episode is giving me so much life right now. Seriously, so much knowledge. It's real. Um, If you guys have ever struggled with feeling exhausted or tired or uh, feeling like you have health problems that you cannot seem to really, really adjust with with nutrition um, or or even just with <laughs> with with fitness and all these programs you're doing, um, really, really, it chances are it's going to go back to your overall health and and a big part of that is your hormones, especially if you're a woman. So. Take a listen, drop some knowledge bombs on yourself, and 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 take some some inspired action in your own health. I know so many of you guys have already started starting to learn about that and starting to go off the pill. It's so cool to watch you guys really shift your shift your entire lives um, and getting so many from so much from these episodes. So I'm so 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 excited to introduce you guys to a amazing woman who I came across a few months ago. Her name is Jessica Smith. And she is the epitome of what this podcast is all about, you guys. It's all about navigating the ups and downs of our 20s, our early 30s, of really freaking figuring out what the fuck we're doing with our lives. And she wrote a book called Your 20s, and it's all about 
what it looks like to go through your quarter life crises. Um, and she shares so many incredible tools on how to tap into your inner wisdom, your, as she calls it, ness, which you'll hear all about in the episode, and really, really getting in touch with your intuition to guide you in your life. Um, she is a writer, a career coach, and podcast host of Express Ness Radio. It used to be called Career Coaching with Jess Ness. She also has another podcast that's called That Valley Vibe. So she's super, super multi-passionate like me, and she is really, really, really freaking down to earth, you guys. Just get ready for some authentic love. Um, she's all about exploring new paths to success with inspired action, empowered self-care, and essential oils. And on her podcast, she talks to people and educates them on how to uncover their natural skills and talents through authentic expression of their personality, viewpoints, and perspective so they can do their most meaningful work. Every day, she reminds us that we're not here to find out what to do, but rather who we are which of course informs us <laughs> how we want to take action in our lives and show up. So you guys, we chat all, all sorts of things. We talk about her big move to New Zealand right after she finished college and how she just went there for a guy and how like her process there, she talks about this in the book too, but how her process there really, really shifted um, her entire relationship with herself. Um, we talk a lot about setting boundaries, which I know so many of you guys struggle with. I know so many of us are people pleasers or recovering people pleasers and have a really hard time saying no to the people in our lives, saying no to other things we always put ourselves last. And we talk a lot about that in this episode. So I know you're going to get so many good things. I am just going to shut up and introduce you officially to this amazing gal and this conversation. So buckle up. Here we go. It took about two years consistently to, to get it done, but yeah, it's my soul in writing. It's wild. So awesome. <laughs> How does I'm it so feel to like have it into the universe? Does that feel crazy? It feels exposing. Mm. It feels like a bit like, a, like for the first week and a half, I'm like, I'm naked everywhere I go. Oh my God. Have they read it? Do they know? Have they read chapter five? Like, Do they know my insecurities? <laughs> oh my God. I love that so much. Yeah, I have that. I don't looking at them. I'm like, oh, maybe they have, maybe they haven't. So it's, um, it's surreal. It really is like on days that I'm like, fuck yeah, I wrote a book. That's my name on Amazon. On days I, I feel more shy and more introverted. I'm like, oh my God, it's out there. So yeah. it's, it's fluctuates. I'm sure. And like, there's such a vulnerable, I mean, it's like what Brene Brown says about vulnerability hangovers, right? Like you yeah. share so much of, I mean, you talk about so many aspects of your life and like heartfelt moments and like hardships that you have been through. And it's like, it's one thing to put that on Instagram and like a little tiny post and a mm -hmm. snippet here, a snippet there, but like, this is fucking your entire <laughs> heart. And so I just think like, it's, I don't know, it's so incredible. And I love the way that you broke it down in like workbook format and just had like really great ways to tangibly take inspired action. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like there's so many books that have so many great, you know, thoughts and, and, and things to really dig deep into, but so often you don't take that action. So you just kind of leave it on the shelf, you know? Right. Yeah. It's like, so what do I do with it? Yeah. What's, and I'm, that's, I think the career coaching side of me is very tangible very strategic, like how do we get it done? The how in life. And so it's a combination of like sharing a story, giving a suggestion, and then explaining a little bit of, Hey, here's how you can try it out in your own life. So, mm. so how did right. you even get into career coaching? Um, I was in tech recruiting for over four years mm -hmm. and, um, I just realized after hiring, you know, engineer after engineer, um, I'm like, God, this is like a secret world that 
no one really knows about. Like who teaches you how to interview? Who teaches you what to put on your resume? And I was like, ding, okay, career coaching. Like I transitioned in that moment from kind of the wellness coaching to, um, to career coaching. And, you know, people come to me with career coaching, but it's a whole lot other, you know, it's always, everything's Mm -hmm. connected. So it's always something else. Um, and if you're not showing up at work, chances are there's some other areas in your life you're not showing up. So mm. it fulfills me. It, it's, it's the whole person. So, and that's so you're so right because, and I know like the, the journey of figuring out what I want to do and what that looks like and how to fulfill my quote unquote purpose, you know, <laughs> like it's been such a process and, and honestly, I don't feel like one area of my life fulfills that. Like I'm the kind of person, I'm a multi-passionate lady. Like I need to have my eggs in multiple baskets that light me up in different ways. And and I just feel like it's so, I I was talking about this a lot with some of my girlfriends lately who have taken more traditional paths when it comes to, you know, their careers. And, Mm -hmm. and it's sort of like you, you go to school for all these years and you talk about this in the book too, which I love, but it's like, you go to school for all of these years and you focus all of your eggs in this one thing. And sometimes it's for like eight years more if you're doing PhDs and like, and it's like you leave and your entire life then has to go in this one bucket. But in that process, like you haven't really figured out who you are and what you want unless you're doing the inner work, which so few of us know how to do or have started. I know I was like a hot ass mess about that until a couple years ago. And so it's like, how do you actually know if that's what you want? And then if you choose that you want a different path, it's so tough to then have to say, but I just spent 10 years of my life pouring Mm -hmm. all of my heart and energy into this one thing, but Hey, I actually want to be a health coach now, you know, or whatever. Totally. Yeah. It's so crazy. That's the dilemma people live in. Like, you've the, the people will stay in their job forever because they did, because there are those people that are like, I just spent 10 years and it's the same goes for relationships. You know, mm. people will stay in relationships for the same reason. Um, and those people. Yeah. Cause, and it's also, it's like, God, I've invested so much time. It has to work. Like yeah. there has to be a yeah. change. And so part of them, bless their hearts. They're, they're committed. You know, they want to see it turn around because they've put so much time and energy, but then on the other hand, it's, it's also like part of the book is like, I just want to give people the opportunity to change their mind. Like you can change your mind any day, every day, change your mind every day. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I so, so resonate. And I have done that a billion fucking times over. (laughs) So I just think that that's such a powerful message. Okay. Okay. So PS, we're already recording. Like, I don't really, you know, we're just going in, we're diving in. So in terms of like, your path to getting to where you are and like writing this book and putting it out. I mean, I know you talk about your story in here and I've clearly spent many a time with you. I feel like I know your heart. (laughs) Oh girl, like it's highlighted. It's like flagged. I like wrote in it. I'm a mess when it comes to books. I just love to tear them up. So, but can you share for everyone who's listening, who may not know about Jessica Smith? Do you like to be called Jess or Jessica? really you know with a name like Jessica Smith everyone's name is Jessica Smith yeah call me whatever you want (laughs) I was like I'm gonna call you Jess because you call yourself Jess in the book so yeah call me Jess I feel like I know you I feel like you're an old friend okay so like how I mean you've been through so many waves and obviously like had this crazy travel world where you were like on the other side of the country so how like talk to us a little bit about Jess like how have you gotten to where you are today like you know I know that you've experienced a lot of what we like to call on this show quarter life crises, AKA mm-hmm. hot ass mess breakdowns where we're like, what are the fuck are we doing with our lives? Awesome. So like, what are some of those that you've experienced and like kind of how have you gotten to who you are today? 
I think, yeah, I think, you know, the book is called Your 20s. Um, it is about navigating the ups and downs of your 20s. And, you know, the ups and downs, it's funny because I, I reflect back to the tagline. And for the first initial tagline of the book was like four lines long. And my friends were like, dude, no, like it's way too long. Like the, the tagline's yeah. like a whole chapter. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, they're like, just explain to us what the book's about. And so I'm like, well, no one ever teaches you how to grow up, you know? And they're like, yeah. that's it. That's the tagline. And so, mm. you know, the, the whole premise of the book is about how I've navigated at least so far, those ups and downs and like this roller coaster of a decade that, you know, no one really signed up for. However, you're kind of thrown into it. Whether you go to college or not, doesn't matter. We all experience that after you graduate, kind of that feeling of, I like to describe it as floating in outer space where mm -hmm. we're like, yo, can someone turn the gravity on? This is, yeah. this is uncomfortable. And where do I land? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. is this cord from the mothership going to get cut? Like, what's going on? So it's just kind of this bizarre feeling. And then you're expected also to have it all figured out. And so mm. when I graduated from, from Chico State, which is in Northern California, I moved to New Zealand and I lived there for two years. So um, amazing. You know, I was like, it was just like, you know, it was, it was a big move. And I don't know, I, th I went there originally, originally for a guy, mm. met him in Vegas, you know. Okay. One night on the dance floor, you move across the globe. I mean, you know, beware. What's, what happens in Vegas doesn't always stay. But, you know, I'm like, I'm like over there. And it, the, the physical space of being away from my family really required me to go within and start mm -hmm. to trust myself. And it started out small with like, where should, like really small and kind of stupid, you know, like where should I go for brunch? Where should I go here? But, you know, I didn't realize until I was that far mm -hmm. how much I was relying on everyone else's reassurance yeah. and validation. Yeah. So it was like, whoa, okay. And being, you know, the time zone helped. And so I started to trust myself slowly and surely. And I developed this relationship with what I call my nest, which is why Jessness is yeah. my website. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone, you know, you can throw nests on the back of your name and um, your Amanda-ness and that would be your own. Yeah. Personal vocab word for describing that inner voice of wisdom that I believe each of us are born with. Mm. So you said like your nest, cause you talk about this a lot in the book. So you guys, you definitely need to grab a copy the twenties, your twenties it's on Amazon. Um, so just soak it up and it'll also be in the show notes for you guys. But so obviously you talk about finding your nest in multiple different areas and categories of your life. So like, how do you feel? You said it started small, but like, what, why do you think that New Zealand specifically was that moment and that turning point for you? Do you think it was just because you were in a different place or like, how did the Jess who moved from, you know, the U S of a all the way to New Zealand, like how did she change and, and why did she come back? <laughs> That's such a good question. I've never been asked that before. Um, I think part of it was being alone in a country. Mm -hmm. um, I was with with a guy that I thought was, you know, my forever. Um, but essentially, I was there alone. Mm -hmm. um, and learning that uh, self-reliance is important and creating boundaries, even though I was there alone, I was relying on this one guy for everything, like mm -hmm. my go-to friend for like cry sessions, my go-to friend for um, when I was happy and goofy. Like mm -hmm. that's why like we're multifaceted people and we have so many different friends and relationships and connection is so important. But 
you know, the physical space of being there, having to rely on myself, learning that I couldn't rely on one person for everything was a really important move. I also was really, um, the culture of New Zealand is slower paced. Mm. They're very family, family centric, you know, after 5 PM, it's like, don't expect to like a call or like a business email, like they're with their family, right? Two o'clock, you know, on Sundays, Mm -hmm. they're with their family. So I really liked those aspects. And that also the energy of that like space or, or place in the world helped me go within too, because Mm -hmm. naturally that's kind of what, what I was around. Um, and that's also where I got really interested in like wellness. So I started yoga over there. That's when I started, like, that's when the clean eating fad was crazy. I totally Mm -hmm. got a, you know, attached to that. Um, (laughs) don't we all, (laughs) I was like meal prepping. So I I look back, I'm like, how did I meal prep that much? It was a little extensive, (laughs) But you know, it just goes to show I, I jump right in. Yeah, yep, I feel you. <laughs> Same fucking way. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I think that's where I started to just develop all these different avenues of self-care for myself. And, you know, those, and it's funny to, then I moved back. The reason why I moved back was because I was ready to um, establish my life here, but it was really because I because I started meditating every day and developing this conversation with my inner voice of wisdom, what happened was every day I heard this little voice that said, it's time to go home. Mm. And it was deep. It wasn't my mind. It was this first experience of something deeper within me guiding me. And that's, that's also, I was like, okay, this whole nest thing is like really, and I didn't have a word for it yet, but I was like, this whole like inner, like, either I have voices in my head or there's something yeah. to this. Either like I'm going this crazy. Could go, <laughs> this could go either way. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, maybe I should stop meditating. Okay. So I did. I was like, screw that. Okay. I'm not going to meditate because I want to ignore that voice. But then it started showing up everywhere. Mm. And I just, it was this deep inner knowing that it was time to go home. However, everything else in my life from a mental, logical you know, situational standpoint was, was like, you're crazy. Like you have your bus route memorized. You have friends, you have this guy who you're going to marry. You have this -hmm. beautiful country, all of these things, but that voice within me wasn't going away. And so I took a really big leap of faith and trusted it without knowing the how, without knowing the why necessarily, Mm -hmm. but just knowing the what and knowing the, this deep inner message. And I just, I think a lot of people experience that deep inner knowing or, or whisper, it starts out as a very small whisper, but the more that you develop that relationship, the louder and more confident it does get. And so I moved back, um, and, and listened to that mess voice. And it was, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was a tough time because I was, I was having to say goodbye to him. I was about to say, did you guys break up or did you do long distance? Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was really me choosing me yeah. for no other reason than choosing me. Yeah. And that was freaking scary. <laughs> yeah, really. totally. Like I mm-hmm. so resonate about that on so many fronts. Like you just have to kind of sometimes put your foot down and sometimes it takes hitting rock bottom, which is what I personally experienced. And sometimes it takes having the courage to listen to what your heart is telling you. But I feel like it's so hard as women to know how to even access that, like how to listen to ourselves because we're so constantly inundated, especially in 
the Americas with like so much stuff coming at us. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to go back to what you said about boundaries because this section in your book struck such a chord for me because this is something I have been trying to work really hard on and I am much better than I was like a year ago, but I'm still a hot mess when it comes to making sure that I'm really clear on these things because I feel like so often we see boundaries as these bad things, right? Like mm-hmm. we're we're in this society, especially with social media, where we are, it seems, expected to be at everyone's beck and call at all times. And like, I know, cert- like I had f- certain past friends who like, if I didn't text them within like a, an hour span, they thought I was mad at them. You text them back. Or like, you know, if you don't respond to an email right away, like you lose the job or you just, I we feel like that, like we're constantly inundated with all this stuff. So like, how do you even start the process? I know you talk about this in the book, but I just really want you to dive into this because I know my listeners struggle hard with boundary setting too. So how do you even start the concept of setting boundaries in your own life so that you can really show up in a more tangible and like positive way for yourself. For sure. And it's funny that you asked this specific question because I just covered this on my podcast, um, That Valley Vibe episode 12. Oh, great. Um, great. I'll, I'll tag it in the show notes too. Yeah, great. And so the, the way that you start establishing boundaries is, is strengthening that connection with your nest, strengthening that connection with your inner voice. Because a lot of the times when we're, when we're not putting up boundaries, we're making decisions from a fear-based mm-hmm. uh, mindset where, and I give some examples in the book, some specific examples on what, um, what are some ex- um, ways that you could know what a fear-based decision sounds like. That's literally yeah. the, the, pe- the oh. paper I have flagged right now. I was like, this is my fave. Can I read this part? Cause yes, it's so epic. Please. She's like, here's what fear-based decision making sounds like. If I don't say yes, they won't like me anymore. Ugh for real. I felt that so many times, like, especially in college, this might be the last thing I'm ever invited to. So I need to say, yes, Mm -hmm. it means a lot to them. I really should go. This is what I struggle with Mm -hmm. all the time. And how can I say no, if I don't have a good enough reason, like raise your hand if you have felt that. Cause I know you are (laughs) on the other side of the microphone. We both are, you can't see us, but we are. (laughs) Yeah. Raise both hands. So good. Yeah. I think because we're, And again, those are all fear-based decisions. And so it's shifting your decisions to a place of love, which, Mm. which is that inner voice of wisdom that, that, that is the voice of love that will always guide you to the best possible situation, experience and opportunity for you. Mm -hmm. However, just because it's a love-based decision doesn't mean that everyone's going to love the decision. Yep. So that's where it's like the mind fuck where it's like, wait a second, I'm making the, I'm making a love-based decision for me. However, they're not going to like it, but, but all that said, it will carry love. If you, if you say no and you start to say no to things that no longer serve you, then, and you say it in a respectful, Mm -hmm. um, heart centered way, Mm -hmm. they will feel that love. Um, however, they may not like it. And those are two different things that I think helped me like distinguish because I'm from a family of six. I'm the oldest of four girls. Mm. I was in a sorority. I was president of my sorority. Like there were a lot of moments in my life where I was like, I got to prove it. I got to do all this stuff. And it's just bullshit. Like it really is like the the people who truly care about you want you to do what's best for you. And that's, that's, full stop period, you know, yeah, completely. And I, I also love what you said about if it's not, and this is something I, sh- I share with all my clients too. It's like, if it's not a hell yes, 
it's a hell no. And this is something that I've been using just to kind of gut check myself like for the past six months, because I am like over showing up in places or doing things that don't light me up. And it's so easy. Like I'm a yes girl. I always have been, I've always been like a people pleaser. Like I'm just here to serve, here to serve, here to serve. But when you do that for so long, and you're constantly showing up for other people, like you lose yourself in the process. And so you're all, and this is something that also shifted my brain. And I think I talked about this on the podcast before you guys. So whatever, it's going to stick in your brains now forever. But yeah, like when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Mm -hmm. Right. So when I heard that, I don't remember where I heard it, but I remember thinking, God damn, like I'm saying yes to this event that I don't really want to go to. Like I kind of just want to cuddle with my husband (laughs) and I'm so I'm saying no to spending time with him. And maybe you make that choice. Maybe you're like, okay, that's a choice I know I'm making because it's important for my career that I go to this. Um, But I think knowing what's on the other side and then weighing those things is so huge because you don't always have to say yes to like being the friend who's constantly at someone's beck and call or being the wife who's like, endlessly making dinner like you can ask for help or say hey I really want to spend time with you and just communicate to that person that you love like hey I adore you I want to be there for you but this is a season I'm going in through my life right now and I just don't have the extra energy to spend is there another way I can support you or like how can I be here for you in a different way that's a you know like can I send you a text like next week and see how you're doing like there are small ways we can be there for people and not lose that part of ourselves that loves so deeply I don't know that's something that I've been trying to to navigate I'm not perfect that's for sure but I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a daily thing. It's Mm -hmm. a daily practice for me. I have to wake up and remind myself daily that, okay. And I have something on my bulletin board that says, I listen to my body and give it what it needs on every level. And to me, that's one way because my body's a hell of a lot smarter than my mind. I've I've Mm -hmm. learned the hard way. Mm -hmm. It's taken me down when I'm like pushing too hard. Yeah, and it will. And it will. And so it's, I love that you have that gut check where you're like, if, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And what I found is like, if I say yes to things that, that are for other people do because any reason under the sun, other than why I want to do it, I find myself incredibly drained and it takes me a while to get back on the wagon or whatever that saying is back on the horse um, to do what I'm here to do. Yeah. To show up for your life with like, the energy you want, right? Like we have to be, yeah, we have to be so mindful and you're right. Like our bodies are smart. And if you're feeling really exhausted all the time, or if your body's showing up in weird ways and you're having like chronic IBS or stuff like that is all because of so, so, so largely linked to stress and, Mm -hmm. and what you're doing for your self care. So I love that. So can, okay. I know you talk a lot about self-care and there's a whole section you guys in this book about like things you can do to date yourself, which I love. (laughs) People are loving that section. I love it. (laughs) Well, you know what though? Because it's so easy as women. I, at least this is why I love it. Like it's so easy to put all your attention on other people. And it's so hard to like take yourself on a date. Like when did Mm -hmm. we stop doing that and getting to know ourselves and saying, no, like this, 20 minute bubble bath that I'm going to sit and read this book. Like I'm reading the wrinkle of time series again, just because I'm nerding out about it. And like my 12 year old self is like, here we go, Amanda, you're doing it again. And like, I'm giving myself permission to spend 
15 minutes before bed, whether it's cozy up in bed with like my candle burning or, you know, like having a bubble bath where I'm just reading and like getting back in touch with my nerdy, like 12 year old self. So like, what are some of your favorite self-care things that you like to practice? I too like baths. Essential oils have been mm-hmm. everything to me. They've changed my life in a number of ways because self-care was just before I released, because the book was published early Feb mm-hmm. and mid last year, actually beginning of last year, I had a come to realization, like my health is not well. Like mm. I, and this is something that I haven't shared much yet. Um, and it's not in the book, but when I moved back from New Zealand, I, I was having an identity crisis. Like I didn't mm-hmm. know who I was. I was not taking good care of myself. I was smoking a lot of pot. I was drinking a lot of booze and I was looking for things outside of myself to yeah. make me feel confident, and worthy yeah. and okay. And so I went and I got an Adderall prescription very easy to get in the United States. This is something that no one talks about, not, and which is why exactly I feel this huge call to talk about it, yeah. talk about my experience with it. And so I was on Adderall for, for four years and early last beginning of last year, I was like, this is killing me. This mm-hmm. is literally killing me. I was having a lot of health issues, um, heart palpitations, waking up in the middle of the night, like throwing up like a lot oh of my gosh. heavy, yeah. really bad stuff. And so Um, And I was abusing it to the point of um, anytime I was feeling not confident or not wanting to do something, like I was using it for, for that, to fulfill something within me that I didn't think was, was there. Yeah. And, um, and so middle of last year, I, I really said to myself, if I continue on this path, I'm not going to be here for too much longer. Like it was, it was just like waking, you know, like giant ass wake up call. Just a giant ass wake up call. And I write about my first wake up call Mm -hmm. in the book when I fell on my face. And so, (laughs) you know, my body's again, like, yo, yo, Jess, like slow down or for real, take you down. And so that's when I really went all in with the essential oils, because for me, I needed something outside of myself that was healthy, Mm. not booze, not, um, Adderall, not coffee, not anything else but I needed something outside of myself that was healthy, that I could rely on, that could be on the go. And so the essential oils have been the base of my self-care practice from, from I've been using them since 2013, but really since middle of last year till now, and they've helped me transition off Adderall. Mm -hmm. They've helped, like I'm regaining a lot of my vitality, not just wellness, my my vi- my vitality and thrive for life, I feel mm. is coming back. And it's, I get emotional thinking about it because so many people are suffering mm. and they don't know what to do or how to navigate, maybe how to take care of themselves. And sometimes it can be as little as um, looking for alternative solutions that, that are, that are, that enhance your inner, by, I don't know, your inner wellness yeah, like from the your vibrancy oh yeah, my god vibrancy you're making me so emotional too because I uh girl like you're just bringing up so much of my past like I 
I went into health and wellness coaching for such similar reasons, right? Like I spent so many of my years numbing out with food and, you know, I never really used drugs and, and alcohol as a numbing agent, although I did drink a little too much whiskey at one point. <laughs> I love me some whiskey. <laughs> um, it was my thing. Yeah. But like I just didn't know. And like I overexercised and I definitely was like in a deep rooted place with orthorexia for a long time. And it wasn't until like I really found how to fuel my body. Like my body was like, fuck you, Amanda. Like you are dying. Like you can't do this yourself anymore. And, you know, it's been a journey, but like I am now almost three years on the other side of that. And like I can say that it gets better. And like when you genuinely focus your energy on fueling yourself with the things that are going to energize you and make you feel alive like why are we living to die so I like I could talk about this forever but like you're so right we so many of us choose things in our lives to numb out on forget what we're dealing with because it is hard you guys like I made this podcast to talk about the shit that's hard because we don't talk about it and it's like I love that you do that in this book. Like, I feel like we're soulmates. Hello. I just adore you. But like, for real, I just thank you for sharing that because I think it's something that so many of my listeners can relate to. And I just want you guys to know, like, use myself and Jess as as an example to know that, like, if you start to make small shifts, small shifts towards removing the things that are draining your life and starting to bring into things that that'll lift you up, whether that's essential oils or, or learning how to like fuel your body with incredible foods or doing a workout program that actually makes you happy and not want to kill yourself, like, and do it in ways that, and find a community and a support system of women that will empower you along the side. Like it gets better. Like I promise it gets better. And so I'm just so proud of you for like making that step and, and finding finding something and, and holding on to that because yeah. it's so easy to do the other thing. It's so easy to just give up and say, Meh, whatever, like I'm just going to figure it out and I'm going to down this pint of Ben and Jerry's and drink this glass of wine and here we go. So, yeah, I think it is. And that is that is one of the things um, that I do write in the book that it's eat society. It's easier to, to de-stress with alcohol, with food, with um activities that, you know, just saying yes to everything, you know, that that's mm-hmm. kind of the, just the, the more normal or more accessible route sometimes. And I yeah. think if someone is in a place where it's like, okay, yeah, that's great. Like I want to add all these like self-care things. It's not just about adding more. Sometimes it's just stop, drop, go within, talk to your nest and ask, why am I trying? Why am I numbing out? Mm. Are the, and try and notice maybe the triggers of like, because I, I didn't know, like, it's easy for me to look back now because I've done a lot of work and investigative work internally about why was I leaning on Adderall? It took me that whole year, basically, when yeah. I, in the beginning of last year, where I was like, what, what is, what is it about this that I d- don't feel like I can get from myself? Mm-hmm. And so that's when I noticed when I'd have a big meeting with a big engineering manager, or I had a big interview that I was interviewing an engineer about for a job or something, cause I was a tech recruiter. Um, you know, all of those things, it was a confidence thing for me. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, yeah, it was just a lack of confidence, the fear of feeling stupid, um, or looking stupid, the fear of fucking up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and just the fear of being seen. Like those were the thing, the, the overwhelming recurring issues or challenges that I was relying on the pill for. Mm, and so yeah. it was like, how do I lean into that in a more safe, healthy way? And it started too with, and, I, and I'm sharing this because there may be someone that's like, I don't even know where to start. You know, yeah. I started with just telling, telling people, cause I hadn't told my parents I hadn't even told my sister, my boyfriend that I lived with. He didn't even know. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't tell him till July of last year. And I was, I thought he was going to dump me. I was like, cause I had so much shame around it. And when we don't talk about it, which is why I love Amanda, how how you have this show, because when you don't talk around it, that's when shame and the fear and the judgment within you grows and grows and grows. And then it becomes so big. It becomes big what it was originally you know, in the first place. So yeah. talking about it, using Amanda and I as like resources and then finding a, a safe alternative, um, natural approach, I think are, are the three kind of, there's your plan of action. There totally. you go. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And you're so right. Like if you guys are struggling or if you're using something to numb out and nobody knows, like I can resonate for so long, nobody had any idea of all of my health shit. Like talk to somebody, share it with someone you trust. Like you will be surprised of the love and the comfort. And if you don't have anyone you're in your community, reach out to me or Jess, like for real, mm-hmm. like we are yeah. normal people and we just are genuinely like want to connect with you guys. Like you need to have people in your corner who you can share this with because it is hard to navigate this. And like, it's not, it's not going to happen overnight, but if you sh- decide, Hey, like I'm drawing my a line in the sand and I'm going to show up for me in a way that feels really good and aligned, like you're going to show, you're going to come back in two years and we're going to be having a totally different conversation and you're going to be a completely different woman. Like I know this, like I know this. So just like, don't give up hope. I promise. Okay. I want to switch. I want to switch gears for a second because I know that career coaching is a big part of what you do. And I also know that you have a whole section on like finding your career and how that works and like, how do we even know like what career we should be doing and how to find our, I know so many women in, in my community, you know, are like in their early twenties, even like late twenties, like early thirties and are like the fuck do I do with my life? Like I thought I was going to do this. I thought I was going to be happy. And now I'm not really happy doing this, but I feel like I've committed my whole life to this. Like, how do you even know how to find your purpose? Quote unquote. I know you talk about this in the book, but like, can you share a few of your, yeah. your favorite things? So there, there's a chapter called finding the one Mm. and that chapter is all about taking the pressure off this message that we, that we're given from birth, that we need to find one individual purpose. I do think each of us is born with a unique skill and talent that only you on earth were put on this earth with. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a mixture of like your talents, your skills, your personality, your approach, your thought process, all of those make up your unique footprint in the world, especially the career world. Um, But I just want to like put it out there that there, there is for some, there may be a one perfect job, but for most, there's not going to be. And that's okay. It's about finding what you're good at Mm -hmm. and what you like. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, you know, the, the purpose will come when you follow follow your natural skills and talents and um, surround yourself with people that are also doing what you think you want to do, even if you think you want to do it. Mm -hmm. Because that also, I think, gives you exposure to what 
it would be like working in that job. Um, and I think a lot of people, if they don't, if they're just like, where do I even start? I don't even know what I want to do. I, I, I work with um, a lot of clients that we first start with what they don't want, because a lot of the times it's easier to start there yeah. and establishing non-negotiables. Like it can be as, it can be logistical stuff like, oh, I need to work the day shift. It needs to be nine to five. I need to be able to pick up my kid from, you know, daycare on Fridays, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and then it can be like commute is another one. Yeah, I was just thinking that, or like, how long do you want to spend in a car every day? <laughs> right. I mean, I know they're probably listening to us, right? Yeah. Now, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening on your commute. We appreciate right. you. Hope you have a good day. <laughs> yeah. Blinker. Use your blinker. Yeah. Don't forget to signal. <laughs> I commuted for a long time and that's, that's oh, where girl, my, that's where I got a lot of my podcasts mm-hmm. listening in. So it was fun. Um, but starting with what you don't like is great because if you're also in the job hunt right now, um, you know, don't waste your time applying for something that you don't want. You know, there's so, there's so many jobs. Like if you're looking for a job right now, you are in the perfect seat in the house because there are more jobs out there than there are skilled people sitting on the couch waiting for a recruiter to call. It's just not the case. Most Mm. people are working. Um, and so, so yeah, that, that helps with overwhelm as well. If you just focus on, okay, what are the things that I don't want? Then you can scan the job boards. And then if something doesn't have, um, if you don't see one of your non-negotiables there, then it could be a potential uh, match for you. Because I'll say one more thing about that, because a lot of people think that because they're the one applying, they're the ones, you know, the, the, the company has all the power, if right. you will. Yeah. But, but that's not the case. Like, like I said, your value is your approach, how you approach challenges, your thought process, your skills, your talents, all of those are valuable. Mm -hmm. So, so make them respect your time and don't apply to anything that you don't, you wouldn't say yes to at the end. Mm -hmm. Love that. I love that. Totally. Okay. Here's another question. Cause I have a lot of women in my community who are working full-time jobs or in school to like pursue a path. And they're starting to develop this love for like wellness and, and other things. And they're like thinking about taking other opportunities in that world or like getting into blogging and trying to maybe like we're in this world of, of influence, like we're influencers and here we go. Like you can make, um, an, you know, an entire career out of blogging or podcasting or coaching. And like, I know I didn't even know about being a coach until a few years ago, like life coaching, what you can be a health coach. Like I didn't know that beyond like a personal trainer. So I feel like we're in a new wave of careers and, and people are starting to actually like get clear on what their passions are and, and maybe even go for it in that way. I know that's been the case for me. So how would you recommend someone like if they're in a, in, in a job, a full-time job that they just don't love, they've, you know, gone to school and, or are leaving school and are, and are on a path that they thought they wanted when they were, you know, 18 or 19, but they don't really want that anymore. And they've seen the real world and they're like, this is not for me. Like, I don't love the hours. I don't love the people, whatever it is. How would you recommend even starting to take the step of figuring out how to move from that to something way less quote unquote traditional? Like if they wanted to move from a full-time gig to like a side hustle full-time. Right. Or, or do something that's like, I know when I was first thinking about coaching, I was like, I don't even know what this is. Like, is this a thing? Mm -hmm. Can you do this? Like, is this real? I was just so like, I have no concept of what, 
this would even look like because everything that I had seen for so many years was be a lawyer, be a doctor, go to business school and work at it as a media marketer or whatever. And I'm like, oh, wait, you can like work up to yourself and you don't have to have a degree in marketing or podcasting in order to like make shit happen. Like how do you, how do you shift from that, that one place to the next? Yeah, that's a great question. So a couple things, um, networking is important. Mm -hmm. And I know that everyone's like, whatever they start tuning out networking. Yeah, I get it. But are you actually networking? Like, do you have a LinkedIn profile? Like you need to have a LinkedIn profile. And so I have a couple like tangible things that they could do. One, um, networking with meetup.com. Have you heard of meetup.com? Yeah, I love it. It's a great tool. Yeah. And so that's a great, that's a great way to, to get out there and meet people. Um, LinkedIn is also a great way to like, say you are, say you're like interested in moving into health coach, but you're like, what, what is health coaching? Search health coach and LinkedIn and start looking at different people's profiles just to get an idea of what their career path was mm-hmm. to health coaching. You'll probably find it's all over the place. Yep. Cause, <laughs> cause yeah. Cause that's what you can do now, which is great. Um, yeah, there isn't one correct way of moving up, you know, in your career. And so that's a great way to see the variety of different career paths that have gotten them to that point. But you can also see maybe where they got training or what Mm. groups they're in on LinkedIn. Groups on LinkedIn, to be honest, they're kind of, they're not, I mean, I'm part of them, but I'm not active in them because it's, because people aren't, it's kind of spammy, at least the groups that I've seen. However, sometimes having that little group on your LinkedIn profile is a way that someone can go, Oh, look, we have something in common. So it's another touch point for someone coming across your profile. And then the third is just reach out to these people and set up. Can I pick your brain for 30 minutes? Can I have a coffee if they're yeah. in the same town? You know, can, can you just start to connect with people? Because the more you connect with people and talk to them, mm-hmm. one, you'll learn more about the role, but two, um, you'll, you'll get to understand whether or not it's even something you want to do, but then three, um, you'll get to expand your own mindset for what's possible. Mm, I, and, love and, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> like mic drop on that. Yeah, done. Okay. It's so real because, okay, you guys, I, I had a similar thing and I mean, I didn't really use LinkedIn in the process, but that's a great resource and tool. And I feel like something that's underused, especially with people like younger and stuff. Like I just, I'm like, that's something my dad does. And my husband's like, no <laughs> dude, like LinkedIn is important. <laughs> so yeah, I like finally made a profile. So like, okay, fine. I'll do LinkedIn. But I like, I found everything on Instagram cause that's where I was living. And, right. and I had created this like health and fitness Instagram. And so I just started, I did really similar stuff. I reached out to, you know, a few people that I had been following and I saw them like go from working full time to these jobs they hated to being full time in the wellness space. And I was like, can I take you out to coffee? And that's how I ended up where I am because like they showed me what they're doing. And I was like, hell yes. Like I want in on this. So I think that that is such a, such a thing. And it's, you guys, it's not scary. Like if people, when people reach out to me on Instagram or via email about this kind of stuff, it makes my heart so happy because like, all I want is to be able to help someone else that was in my shoes, like three, four years ago, help themselves, you know, like, and I think you, and I know you feel the same way. Like that's why you wrote this fucking book. Right. So that people can, (laughs) so that people can like go, Oh, okay. Like this is what Jess did. And uh, my life sounds a lot like this. As I was reading this, I was like, check, 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 like to all the things, you know? And it's like, just reach out genuinely. I think it's, 
you, it's a great point because the human connection, mm. never underestimate the human connection. At the end of the day, we're all humans and we want that little helping bug in us, mm-hmm. like, ooh, like is there. And so, but you won't know until you reach out and you are going to get some no's, but yeah. that's part of the game. You're going to get better at reaching out. And um, I had one other point about LinkedIn. Oh, LinkedIn, if you don't have a website, link, think of LinkedIn as a, as an online portfolio, mm. like your Instagram only, only can say so much, you yeah. know, the text and also the link. I do love Instagram. It's like my go-to. It's where I live too. Yeah. But LinkedIn is like, you can have all your work experience. You can have people are there to like, it's more of naturally just more of like a business. Yeah. You know, it's definitely more so. from a business standpoint for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that though. No, great, great great resources. Love it. Okay. We're going to do some fun little questions at the end to, to, to answer and get to know you a little bit better okay, more. Great. Okay. Okay. What are you really excited about right now? Like at this very moment, right? Like today, well, like, I mean, today, like this week doesn't have to be like this I'm podcast. <laughs> well, this, this yeah. is exciting. Yeah, yeah. Talking to you. <laughs> Um, I'm also this, yeah. So this today and tomorrow, um, today I'm having, I'm hosting an essential oils class at my friend's work. And so I have my PowerPoint. I was working on it all day today. And then tomorrow I'm hosting a wellness circle at my house. I'm trying to do one wellness circle at my home, bringing people, women together and just for an open conversation and, um, I have this craving to do more in-person stuff Mm. because hugs are important. I mean, studies say we need at least eight to be optimal health. So I need to get my hugs in. Or it's like the old school. Did you, you probably didn't because it was probably a Canadian thing. Did you ever hear the song four hugs a day by Sharon, Lois and Bram? Oh my God. It was the light of my life when I was four. My mom (laughs) and I went to a concert that they put on in somewhere in near Toronto, I think when I was like four and the whole song is like, four hugs a day. That's the minimum. And then you have to like hug and then they teach you how to hug someone. It's the cutest song. You guys all, I'm going to put in the show notes. I'll find it for you guys. It's the best. So make sure you're getting your four hugs a day. And even if it's with your dog, I love your dog. What's your dog's name? His name's Toby. He's the light of my life. Toby, Is he a doodle? Yeah. Oh yeah. Golden doodle. I love, I just, I, I know my boyfriend, Corey's like, no, not another doodle photo. I'm like, it's so cute. But they're the best. You know what? And like, I thought that the hype was not real. You know, I was like, okay, like what is, I mean, they, they're cute, but like, are they really that great? Like, are they the best dog ever? And then you meet a doodle and you're like, God damn it. Like your personality is so great. And like, he is the funniest, goofiest. And also like, I've never met a dog that cuddles harder. Like he would he get you. all up on me. Yeah. Hugs me all the time. You guys see <laughs> my Insta that. stories. Yeah ridiculous love him so much okay love it though I love that's something so exciting to be excited so where exactly are you what city so if anyone's listening and they're nearby they can maybe come to one of your San Jose San Jose cool yeah yeah if people are local here and you they are welcome to come to the wellness circle even tomorrow well this won't go live today no yeah (laughs) yeah but her next one um I will definitely put all of Jess's info in the in the show notes so you guys can connect with her and if you're in the area definitely go and check it out it'd be so fun I wish I was closer. Ah. (laughs) Okay. Weirdest quirk you have. Um, I can imitate anyone's walk. Ooh. Like, like to the T, like if I see someone walking for at least 10 seconds, I can imitate it. 
That's amazing. Do you know that that's an acting exercise? genuinely like in school that's like part of what we have to do because like you know part a part of a person's character is how they walk and how they lead people's walks I love people's voices those are two things that I is it really because I'm like everyone's like are you do you have your own show I'm like no (laughs) but I'm like we're living it right now (laughs) you do a show though you have your podcast but I guess you can't really see you in person yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm just going to walk for you in my show. I'm going to do a stand-up for you where all I do is walk around the stage. Yeah, here you go. Get ready. Oh, my God. I love that. That would be so great. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And last, well, second to last question. If you could be any utensil, what would you be and why? Oh, you know, I'm going to have to just say the first thing that came to my mind. I'd be a spork because... Because it's versatile, mm. you know, it's the Capricorn in me that's mm. like, it's practical, it could do a lot of stuff. But also, I think they're kind of cute. Yeah, they are kind of yeah. cute. And they mm-hmm. like spoon real hard, you know, like you got the pointy edges, but you're also like, I want to snuggle, you know? Right. Yeah, no, it's both. I love it. All right. And last question. What does it mean to you to live a fuck yes life? Oh, living a fuck yes life means means just unapologetically expressing Mm. who you are love 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 that's my word of the year so love so much love love Oh my gosh. All right. Um, so how can our listeners connect with you? I know they're going to be like dying to get a, get your hands on this book, your twenties, you guys, again, I'll put the link in the show notes, but it's on Amazon. You can find it. Um, but otherwise how can they connect with you on the interwebs? So if they're interested in joining the book club, um, they can go to my website, justicerequired.com under the book tab. That's a once a month, once a month book club. It's ongoing. So each month we, we read one section of the book so you can come and go as you please. We'll start right back over and you can catch up whenever. Love that. Um, That's really fun. And then on Instagram, I'm at coach justness. Love it. Oh my gosh. You are the best. Thank you for showing up and sharing all your love. And you guys, I cannot wait for you guys to get your hands on this book and just read the shit out of it. Get all your takeaways. Make sure you share in our community. I'm going to pop Jess in there too on Facebook so that she can share the love with you guys. And, um, and we'll see you in a little bit. Thanks for hopping on. Thanks. And there you have it. Thank you so much, Jessica, for coming on the pod and sharing those knowledge bombs. For everything we talked about today, you can check it out in the show notes or go to amandacatherineloy.com forward slash podcast forward slash 16. And as always, I will see you on the, on the interwebs. If you are loving the podcast and this episode really made a dent in your life, be sure to pass it on to a friend. Um, reach out to Jess online and check out her book on Amazon so you can uh, get the goods for yourself. Um, and as always, it always means the world to me. If you guys are passing this on, we want to get this mission and, and making sure that other women don't feel so alone. So share the podcast, shout it out on, on Instagram, on, on whatever you're on Twitter, LinkedIn, I don't know. Um, and, and as always, it means the world, um, to see all those reviews coming in on iTunes. So you guys are the best. I love you guys to the moon. I will see you guys in our Facebook community and until next week, I'll see you on the flip side.